Hi, I'm Joe Madden, and you are listening to Halfway Around the Halo. Fires the first. The Angels have no hit. The Seattle Mariner racing back to the track. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Halfway Around the Halo, a UK Angels podcast. I'm of course your host Nick Wright and this is, I think we're going to call this Season 3, Episode 1 now. Spring training is finally upon us. Pitchers and catchers have reported. Who isn't excited by those images we've seen today? The bullpens, Shohei, although let's not talk about his velocity because everything will be fine, but Shohei throwing his bullpen... Pictures of Alex Cobb right there. You see everyone turning up and we're looking forward to position players coming soon. Who isn't excited? Let's be honest. You can hear it in my voice. I am absolutely buzzing uh, about baseball nearly being back. Unfortunately, we don't have Dave with us this evening because Dave has contracted COVID. So we really wish him all the best and quick recovery. I know he's hit him fairly hard and we know what it's like across the country. So thinking of you Dave and the family I know you'll be back with us next week hopefully and on the mend uh, I am actually though very very happy that we got a fantastic guest this week I get to chat to one of the Angels minor league best prospects someone that I think is going to go a very long way in the game and also on top of that just a genuinely nice chap and so grateful for him to giving up his time so Please listen to this and enjoy. I'm sure you will. It was fantastic getting the chance to speak to him. I'm delighted to be joined by Angel's pitching sensation, uh, Chris Rodriguez. Chris, how are you this afternoon? Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. I'm doing, doing fantastic. Thank you for letting me join. No worries. Um, where where are you currently? Uh, right now I'm in uh, Tempe, Arizona, and uh Angel Spring Training 2021. How, how does that feel to be able to finally get back into it and long, long, long off season with no actual minor league baseball last year? And I know you've had your injuries as well, haven't you? So it must feel great to be back out there. Yeah, absolutely. It's been, honestly, it's a huge blessing that I'm able to get out here and finally be able to throw and feel good and everything feels great. And also be around the guys again, you know, it's, it's a fantastic thing that's going on and I can't wait for uh, for it to get going. And how, how was your off-season? How did you stay in shape, baseball shape? And how, how did you stay healthy, family healthy? I know, obviously, the pandemic's yeah. still ongoing, so it's been difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, same thing. We kind of did the whole quarantine thing uh, towards the off-season. However, uh, there were gyms open, um, parks were open as well, so... Uh, me and a few buddies, we would always go to the park, we would throw, uh, do our bullpens and get our baseball work done. And then lifting wise, um, kind of we have a little facility down there and we've been, uh, me and a group of guys, we lift down there and it went great. Honestly, was able to get strong, um, was able to continue to be healthy. And on top of that, uh, you know, stay safe from this pandemic as well. That's great. And 
I'm sure. What what's it like when you when you get to spring training first half? Pitchers and catchers obviously report first, don't you? So you have a, a little bit of time before the position players get there and start. I'm sure disrupting things a bit more. But what's it like with the group of group of guys down there? Are you pitchers and catchers pretty close? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's all spring training comes and you know, there's a bunch of new faces, um, especially with all the offseason add-ons and um honestly it's just to get get to know one each other uh one another um and it's honestly been great it's been fantastic these past two days it's been the first two days we've had a uh, spring training and they've been going really smoothly really well uh coaching staff is great they look really strong and and even the pitching staff i think you know the future is really really bright and i think uh the group of guys we have here are great, you know, especially for me. Um, I like to learn a lot and I learn a lot from these guys who are here. So I can't wait. And what, are, what sort of stuff do you usually work on during spring training? And do you have a, do you have a set routine every year where, you know, you do something in week one and then you build up or does it, does it vary year by year? Um, Honestly, spring training is just to get your feet wet, kind of get everything going to game-like situations. Um, in the offseason, you throw bullpens, um, you know, you throw, but, you know, there's nothing like being on an, on the actual mound and kind of uh, having the adrenaline of you being um, around fans and around just kind of that atmosphere of a bunch of guys. Um, so it's definitely, definitely kind of just getting your feet wet, getting everything going, kind of really getting yourself ready for the season to come and kind of making sure for me um, it's to make sure I'm healthy coming into the season and also to make sure I build a build a routine that in season I uh, I carry on and hopefully that'll keep me healthy and you know great. Fantastic and I don't know if you saw a couple of weeks ago now I actually managed to get Joe Madden to come on come on the show and, and talk to us over here which was nice a, yeah incredible experience for for us and I'd like to my my co-host Dave actually has uh, got COVID, but he wanted to send his best wishes to you, and obviously we send our best to him. But in that chat, I mean, Joe mentioned you and, and Reed Detmers as you know the arms to watch and the potential to help the ball club in the hopefully not too distant future. So what what's your relationship like with with Joe Madden? How many conversations do you have? And you know what's the, what's the process there between manager and a, and a pitching prospect like yourself? Um, me and Joe, we talk every once in a while. We, it's more of a high and buy thing. You know, Joe's a really busy guy. A lot of people forget that, you know, he has a team to run, so he's got to see every single person out there. Um, but I hear nothing but good things about Joe. You know, I know he really likes building a relationship with the players and he's, it's, he tries to not think about so much baseball, but like think of us more as like people, you know, which is great. And I think that's what makes him a really good manager. Um, so, yeah, when he sees me, though, he says hi to me all the time. You know, we have little conversations here and there, which is fantastic. I mean, a young guy like me and a like a young guy like Detmers, you know, we see that stuff and, you know, we appreciate it because obviously we've come from the minor leagues and the big leagues is where we want to be. And the manager is obviously Joe Madden. So um, <clears throat> we want him to be our future manager. So the fact that he comes and says hi to us, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's great that uh, a manager will do that. You mentioned you mentioned that. I mean, I I'd have felt the same if I was playing. I think that human element just make you feel good as a as a you know as part of the team as as well as what you're mm -hmm. doing on the mound. And I think you could tell with the way when Joe spoke to us, just the way he spoke about players and the relationship he had with you, like even little things, like he called Mike Trout Michael, which 
may not seem like much to us, but it just, you know, it just feels like there's a there's a connection there that's stronger than just I'm your manager and these are my players. But absolutely. Uh, do, do you find that throughout the minor league system? Have you got good relationships with your managers from, you know, low A, high A, double A, across across through? Uh, yeah, absolutely. You see, that's that's the great thing is <clears throat> the Angel system, honestly, has had amazing managers, at least the ones I have met, the ones that, um, that have managed me. You know, they've been nothing but amazing. And, you know, they kind of want to make sure that we're, we're doing our right. You know, it's obviously on the field play. They want to make sure that we're winning ball games and we're, we're uh, doing the right things, but even off the field is just making sure that we're healthy. Our family is doing well and, you know, kind of just something that's bigger than baseball, which is fantastic. So the angel system, honestly, all over the board, coaches, coordinators, everybody, the higher ups, they've been nothing but amazing. Uh, I mean, as, as fans, that's what we want to hear. You want to hear about that personal development and just, a happy, a happy ball club all the way through, and the way we look after players is is, is good to hear. What was your what was your journey like to the to the uh, professional baseball? How how old were you when you thought you know what I want to be a professional baseball player? Who were the inspirations growing up? And I guess how how do you think the journey was to to get to where you are now? Yeah, uh, I mean, the professional baseball player journey was honestly when I was a little kid, as a little kid, and I know this is very corny and stuff, but as a little kid, everybody grows up and like, I want to be an MLB player. Um, and I took that very seriously when I set out that goal. Um, I told myself I want to play in the MLB and kind of obviously growing up, your goals never really change. That's your main goal. And then in high school, um, in high school, I was able to kind of do pretty well. You know, I was able to kind of, um, I was a hitter. It's funny. I was a catcher and a, a third baseman at the time and then my senior year when I was 17 years old is when I started taking pitching very seriously and I just kept with pitching and kind of that's what ended up putting me on the map you would say um and honestly from there it's been nothing but great you know the end of the end of my senior year season of high school that's when I really thought you know oh there's a chance I'm going to be able to get drafted and be able to uh to play professional baseball so you know when the angels had called me that june of the draft the 2016 draft um me and my family just we felt so blessed and we were just my parents who i who i never see cry just started crying it was a great great thing and then kind of now going through the organization and stuff it's kind of like surreal you know and being in big league camp you're like right there so you're like you're like grasp you're just so close and you want to just grab it but obviously some things take time and you just got to be patient I was gonna say does that give you the extra motivation when you're there in big league camp and you just you know you're so close you're you're with all the guys that are going to be in Anaheim on opening day does that just motivate you a bit more and what what do you think a perfect season for you this year is going to be absolutely I mean absolutely it's good it motivates me a lot because I'm I'm a guy who's a big competitor so if I see one of these big, big league guys do better than me, obviously I want to do that much better than them. And I think it's like that all over the organization, which is great. It's what makes us who we are. Um, and it gives me so much motivation seeing these guys being like, dang, I want to be, I, I want to be where he is right now. Um, and then, and then, yeah. And honestly, it's this year's this year. I think I just honestly want to get through the whole year healthy. I think that's the number one goal, just being healthy and, I believe personally, if I'm healthy, I believe I can bring a lot to the table. 
Um, and hopefully, God willing, I'll be in the big leagues at some point, um, whether it's this year or next year. Obviously, that's the main goal every single year is to get to the big leagues, you know. So that's my goal. And on top of that, just stay healthy, get to the big leagues, help the team out. You know, we got to make it to the playoffs. So anything I can do to help, I will do it. Fantastic. And you kind of touched on one of these questions I was going to ask you earlier, but say you were, I hope this doesn't happen, but say you were traded to a, a National League club. Would you would you want to be hitting or would you want the DH in place universally? Let me tell you, I when I first got drafted, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to hit. Like, uh, like you're just always like a pitcher's always wanting to hit. But then sometimes I'm just looking at these guys throwing bullpens and I'm like, I'm like, screw that. Like, imagine getting smoked by a fastball. Like, that's the last thing I want. <laughs> so um per Personally, I just don't know what I would want to do. Uh, I mean, I would say, yeah, I would want to try hitting if I was able to. But, I mean, if I, if I never took an at-bat in the MLB, I wouldn't be upset either. I was going to say, when, when was the last time you actually picked up a bat properly and, and swung? Since I was 16 years old. Really? So, yeah, five, six years ago. So, yeah, we're, we're probably best if, if you don't have to bat in a major league game then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you would you would have to see me bunning right away. <laughs> what what advice would you give to to other people following your footsteps? Say they're 14, 15 now and want to follow the same path. What sort of advice would you give to them? I mean, I, I tell a lot of kids this, especially back home, I tell them just have no regrets, you know, be able to work hard every single day and kind of you want to go to bed at night and be like, okay, I did everything I possibly could to get better. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. I think nowadays kids, you know, there's, there's a lot of partying. There's a lot of little distractions going on nowadays. Um, and I think when kids get involved in that, they lose sight of what they really want. Um, and I think, I think you can, you, you can have a little mixture of both. Don't get me wrong, but man, if, if this is your dream, why not put a hundred percent of your time into it? You know, that's my thing. And um, so, yeah, I would say, to any kid going out there trying to be a big leader, like work every day, like it's going to be your last. You never know when you're going to get injured. You never know when your career is going to end. So make every day like it's your last. Work hard, have no regrets. I mean, that's anyone listening that wants to it. This is one of the things we're trying to do over here in the UK is try and grow the game of baseball. So I was, going to, I, was, I was going to ask you about that. I don't know. Before I message you, if you'd seen any of the sort of UK fan base on social media and the growing presence of baseball over here. I mean, as a grassroots sport, it's quite small and the fan base is still fairly small, but it's definitely growing. And part of our aim, every club like mine uh, has got a UK fan account where we try to, you know, find fans across the UK because they exist, but they're just, you know, yeah. dotted around the country and it's trying to bring people together. So I, I don't know if you'd, if you'd, you'd seen that at all, or if you'd noticed an international presence growing over here. And also if you've actually, have you ever been over to the UK or Europe? Actually, I have never been to the UK. Never. It's a place I really want to go to. Um, and for the fan base, I've also seen you guys. Once you, uh, once you had messaged me, I immediately started seeing more of the, the fan base in UK. And it was funny, even to me, I was just like, you know, that, that to me, it's, it's special because I'm like, in my head I'm like wow people in the UK are seeing us like so many countries are starting to get into baseball which is I think is amazing like what I tell a lot of people is before you you knock the game of baseball 
just play the game once. Mm-hmm. You don't need a bit. You don't need a bat and a ball. You just need. You can have a paper little ball and a paper bat. Just play the game, have fun. Then you can start following the game. Um, but yeah, once I started seeing the UK getting into baseball, I was like, I was like, wow, this is special, man. This is this is what baseball needs. You know, it needs everybody to see how special the game really is. And I think uh, when people start looking into it, it's going to start growing even more. And I really hope the fan base over there will start growing even more as well. We're doing our best. I fully agree. We obviously had the the Yankees and the Red Sox over a couple of years ago, which was, I don't know if you remember the game, ridiculously. boring. And we were supposed to have the the Cardinals and the Cubs last year, but COVID stopped that. So we're hoping we can get Major League Baseball back again. Hopefully they bring the Angels over. Because, I mean, who wouldn't want to bring Mike Trout over to the UK and uh, introduce the UK audience? Uh, But that's great that you've, you've noticed and I fully agree with you. I mean, any way we can get the game of baseball growing and get people involved is it's the better. Um, so really appreciate that. Uh, moving to a, a question, I guess, on the new rules. So say you've been asked to come in in relief. It's the 10th, 10th inning and there's a man on second. What, what do you think about that? 10th inning, man. Uh, you know, it was funny as kids, as kids, you play, we play travel ball over here and, we had that rule where if the game has gone too long, we'll put a man on second. Um, and honestly, I, I'm, I, I agree with it sometimes. You know, it speeds up the game a little bit in the ninth inning because I know sometimes the game will lag on and it'll be a lot, you know. But on the other hand, you're changing the game of baseball, the game that's been around for so long. Um, but personally, I think, as a pitcher, if I'm coming in in the 10th inning with a man on second, it's going to put more pressure on me and I got to do my job either way. So at the end of the day, I'm still on the mound. You know, the game hasn't changed besides there's a man on second. So I, I don't mind it too much. I'm, I'm backing you to strike out the side anyway, so it shouldn't make a difference. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't make a difference. In the, on the minor league restructuring, what do you think about that? Obviously, it's been a quite a difficult time for, for sport generally and across the country, but... Manfred's obviously decided to realign the minor league system and what do you think about that as players I know there's been quite a lot of talk about it generally but is that something players think about I mean I guess you would as livelihoods and I'm sure you've got Mm -hmm. friends and colleagues in the organization who no longer have a place yeah of course I mean it's hard it's just a hard situation to be in I have a lot of friends who you know in general when you're in the minor leagues you're not making a lot of money like, yeah, you're professional, you know, you're, you, you're on the, like for us, you're on the Los Angeles Angels system. Um, but at the end of the day, you're not making a lot of money. So a lot of these guys who, you know, they leave, let's just say their junior year of college and they don't even finish college, they bet on themselves and they go to the minor leagues and, you know, they have to live off that little bit of money. You know, when you cut that away from them, it's, it's kind of tough because now what they have to do is they have to go home. They rather have to uh, do school or on top of that, they have to go and get another job. And, you know, it's been a, such a tough situation with this whole pandemic and guys are missing out on baseball. You know, it's everybody's dream. You know, it's like, it's like you're taking away something so important from everybody. Um, so I'm really hoping we start getting back to the minor league system soon. And kind of uh, a lot of these kids I want, like I, I have friends who I believe they can make it to the big leagues. They need to showcase their stuff. So I'm hoping that happens soon and that um, 
every everything starts running normal and we can have a minor leagues again and you know it can be great yeah i mean i i echo that and i i think some people forget don't they that how difficult it really is to make the majors they see these huge contracts you know you see tatis jr's contract yesterday yeah. and everyone thinks that's the norm don't they if you if you get to the big leagues you're making 300 million but that's that's not the case is it the struggle and the years you have to put into it earning so little money in comparison uh you've got to, you've got to be pretty dedicated haven't you you've got to be pretty dedicated to make it oh absolutely they say they say one thing it's funny they say one thing is making it to the big leagues but there's a whole nother thing staying in the big leagues mm. just think about it you have the I would say the best players in the world who are all competing for one spot and you have to maintain that spot. So with that being said, you know, it's, it's hard. It's harder than a lot of people think. It's not like, it's not like football or basketball. Basketball has a G league, but it's not like football where you get picked up in the draft and usually you go right on the team. Um, you know, obviously you have to go through the minor league system and a lot could happen in that minor league system. Injuries, you know, um, circumstances that you didn't expect, you know, a lot of things could happen where, you know, that money isn't guaranteed. So all that pressure and everything like that, you know, you have to, you have to get through it. You have to go, you have to work your butt off. You can't really mess around, you know, at, but at the same time, you know, baseball is baseball and, it's such a fun sport and being around the guys is such a fun thing to do. Um, but yeah, it's very difficult to uh, make it to the big leagues. Very difficult. What, what are the considerations for you as, as opposed to signing from high school, as opposed to going to college? And, you know, I'd say you, you and Detmers, there are two big pitching prospects at the moment and you, you've gone down different routes. What do you think the, for a young, for a young kid, what do you think the considerations are either way? It's just, honestly, you have to see what you want to do. A lot of people, they believe that they can go to college, they can um, develop and get better. There's some guys who weren't even drafted out of high school that they go to college and now they're number one picks, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so at, at the end of the day, I think you have to look at your own circumstance and kind of realize, you know, hey, I'm getting drafted, let's just say, in the 15th round right now. But if I go to college, maybe I can develop, get better, get my degree. And at the same time, um, maybe even get up to like the first or the fifth round or like the one through five rounds. And that would be great. So I think it's all about the circumstances of you. Like if you're a guy who needs to develop and you feel like you need to develop, obviously college might be a better thing. But if you're a stud out of the gate and, you know, you're going to go out a high round, you know, you should probably take the draft. Yeah, that makes sense. And I guess it, it does differ, doesn't it, for every person and every person's mm. circumstance. So I touched on it earlier. Obviously, you've in your pro career so far, you've had some frustrating times with, with injuries, haven't you? What, what, what's it like? What's it like when, obviously, you love baseball. You can just tell listening to you. You love it. That's what you want to do. And you're dedicated to it and just want to be out there. So what's it like when you have these major injuries and you, you're not out there with your teammates and you're having to rehab? It, it must be tough, right? Very. It's like it's like having a little kid who who really, really wants candy and the parents just holding the candy up right in front of him and keeps taking it away. You know, um, that's the best way I can describe it. But it's, you know, it's definitely tough. It's, you know, 
it's something that your world is kind of based around baseball. And when you take that away a lot, you know, a lot mentally, a lot physically, you know, a lot of that stuff starts going and swirls. Um, so the biggest thing is kind of dealing with that stuff is kind of having that goal set and knowing that some things just take a little bit of time. You got to be patient. That's the best thing. That's the best thing someone told me is you just got to be patient. At some point, everything's going to work out the way it should be. Um, so it was tough, you know, sleeping on floors and stuff like that. So it's just something for my back to kind of something to help my back. Um, and we finally figured out the, the cure for it, which was great. And kind of, I'm really excited for how things are going right now. That's great. And it's, I guess the easier thing for you, well, maybe not easier, but the advantage for you was coming into the system at such a young age, knowing that mm -hmm. you still had so much time. I mean, some of these guys obviously not making the big leagues until they're in their mid mid to late 20s. And so I guess whilst it was frustrating, you did know that you, you had a long, a long way to go yet and a long path ahead of you. Absolutely. It was like I said, everything happens for a reason. Maybe I needed to have this back surgery for me to get stronger, get better and kind of be more disciplined in what I have to do. So, I mean, that's I think that's that's the main thing that goes into it. So it's frustrating. But at the end of the day, everything works out. 100%. So have you had a chance to do any sort of live batting practice with with Trout, with Rendon, Atani? I don't, I don't know what the process is. Do you do you get to throw to those guys? No, I have not been able to face them just yet. Um, actually, in the alternate site, they were playing behind me, which was such a privilege. You know, obviously, those guys are great. Um, so that that's all. I haven't been able to face them just yet. Are you looking forward to it though? What what's it, what would it be like to be able to you know strike out one of those guys or face Albert in his last year? And I mean, it would it'll be a great feeling, but at the same time, you know, baseball is a hard game. So mm -hmm. just like I can't get up there expecting to strike them out, you know, they're not gonna get up there expecting for them to hit a home run or uh, hit a nice a nice hit or something. Um, so my goal is to get up there and just strike them out on three pitches, but it's easier. It's a lot easier said than done, as you can see. <laughs> Definitely. And so when you're, when you're in the minor who give me, give me a name of an underrated guy. Who's someone that you've, you've played with, or you've been around that you, th you think is going to go far in the game or a couple of names. I mean, you don't have to single one out. Minor league system. Who's. There's, there's honestly a lot in the Angel system that I feel like get really underrated for MLB Pipeline and all these uh, other things. Um, there's Our young guys are great. I mean, we got we got guys, Kyron Paris, mm. uh, Deshaun Knowles, um, that those young guys are coming up. Jeremiah Jackson, you know, they're all in the top ten, which I want to say they're underrated for us, but MLB Pipeline is not putting them on any list or whatever, which is all right. Um, and then on the pitching side, you have Jack Kachanowitz, you have, you know, Davis Daniel, Denny Brady are over here. You have William Holmes. There's a lot of guys that I feel like we have a ton of talent in the system. And, um, you know, they don't get enough credit, which don't get me wrong. We haven't really played. And some, some of those guys have, haven't really been able to uh, kind of showcase their stuff. But, you know, I believe we have a ton of guys that I think the Angels should be very excited for because I think, um, with Perry and with everybody coming in that we're going to be in a really, really good spot soon. 
do you guys look at those lists then? I mean, it's only human nature, I guess, to to want to see what. Oh, of course. I use it. I use it as motivation every day. Every time I don't get put on the top 100, which I mean, I can't blame them. I can't sit here being like, oh, you know, I should have been on there because, you know, at the end of the day, I was hurt for two years and they haven't been able to see me, which I understand. I understand where I, where that's coming from. But, you know, I just use it to motivation. You know, at the end of the day, I'm not trying to make the list. I'm trying to make the big leagues. So that's that to me is obviously more important. Um, so the best thing I can do is just go out there, showcase my stuff and show everybody that I got what it takes. It will happen. I, I'm yeah. pretty confident it will happen. This year. I think your point you made about some of the guys in the system that aren't yet rated, but probably will be by the end of this year. I think, I think it was Keith Law said this in the athletic on the angels because he, he ranked the system, something like 20, 20 out of 30, but he also added the caveat that there's a lot of talent lower down the system. A lot of, you know, athletic guys that are just ready to break out. And I think you named quite a few of them there that hopefully we'll see this year when we get, hopefully, fingers crossed, a full year of minor league ball. We'll see some real progression from them. Uh, yeah. You also mentioned the alternate site. What was it like over there? It was great. It was great. It was, it was especially great for us young guys because um, we came in there, you know, we were facing these older guys, at least for the pitching standpoint, we were facing these older guys, and these older guys have a lot of knowledge that they – could bring down to the to us and that's exactly what they did you know every time we made a mistake at as at a pitch or every time we made the wrong pitch they made us pay you know and that's what we need in this game because that that will help us learn and help us uh through the process and stuff like that so it was really great just picking everybody's brain um and kind of uh learning from the older guys yeah i can imagine were there, were there any sort of funny stories from the camp or anything you can share that happened over there uh, honestly not really it was very it was very straightforward very just get in get out because the whole COVID stuff so it was, it was kind of tough to uh to really grasp the everything and you know it just wasn't the same to you know you can't hug your friends you can't do this you can't have you know so much fun but at the same time you know it was, it was a great time we made sure we had fun you know every time the music was on we were dancing you know stuff like that, that, you know, those are the memories that we hold. Yeah, that's great. And you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Perry earlier coming in. What does, we, we spoke about your relationship with, with Joe Madden and, and what he's like around own players. What's it like when a GM comes in? Does he want to get to know younger players and prospects? Have you, have you spoken to him, have chats? Well, that's the thing. I've, I've only been here for three days. I saw Perry the first day. And one thing I really noticed is that Perry, is trying to see is trying to see everybody. He's trying to meet everybody. He tries to make conversations with everybody, which I think is amazing. Like same thing I said about Joe. Perry's doing the same thing. I think it's just about building the culture, and that's what they're really doing here. And I, I personally, as a young guy, I'm excited. You know, um, so I can't wait to see what's going to come. Yeah. Do you ever get how, how much do you get worried about being traded? You know, around around the off season and coming up to a deadline and do you think about being traded you know when the angels are looking for a looking for a piece for the major league club not really you know if they if they trade me that's the game of baseball you know uh, I obviously wouldn't want to be traded because I've obviously grown up in the system and I've got to know kind of everybody in the the front office and all the coordinators and stuff which has been great but you know if it were to happen, you know, it is what it is. It's baseball. 
and I know Perry and these guys are going to do the best uh, for the team. So you, I have to understand that as a player. So it is what it is. <laughs> okay. For a final question. If you can look into the future now, obviously you probably want to take it one step at a time, but come, come September, how, how do you, what are your goals? Where do you think the year's gone in an ideal world? Are, are you looking for that, that call up, call up for an angels playoff push or? I, I believe I'll, I'll be called up. Uh, you know, this is obviously a goal. You know, I'm not expecting it, but if it happens, fantastic. But God willing, I'll be called up and the Angels are knocking on the door for the playoffs. And hopefully, honestly, hopefully we're in the playoffs and it's not such a tight squeeze. But I believe with the lineup we have and even the rotation we have um, now, it's it's looking really good. And I feel like there's a lot of depth that people don't understand. Um and everybody's out here and they're ready to go, which is great. And it's only the first few days of spring training. And, you know, I see how everybody wants to get stronger, get better. And on top of that, you know, they know what they're working on, which is fantastic. You you mentioned the rotation there. I don't know. How, how much do you see on social media? I'm sure you must see Angels fans. And the whole offseason, wasn't it, was talking about Bauer and talking about bringing in pitching, but mainly Bauer. Um how, how much do you, do you notice that? Because I agree with you. I mean, I think Perry's done a great job bringing in a couple yeah. of guys that definitely raised, raised the floor of the team and a bit more experience and a bit more depth, as you said. And I think this is the best depth we've had in a number of years in the rotation. But how much do you think as players you notice that sort of thing? Oh, a ton. I mean, I'm, I get on Twitter every now and then, and the Angels fan base is huge. Mm. So oh, I always see a bunch of tweets and stuff like that going out. And sometimes you just have to sit back and laugh at them. Um, and, and yeah, like I, I'm, I'm looking at everything. I see it all and I start laughing all the time. Do you get a lot of interaction from Angels fans then? Do, you, do, do they tweet you? I get, I, get a, I, get a, I definitely get a few guys who, who reach out to me and I always like their posts or I always uh, see it. Um, sometimes I can't always like it because yeah. it is what it is. But uh, <laughs> I definitely see all, all of them. and. You know, it's it's awesome, and I, I appreciate the Angels fans so much. Like, you know, you guys are literally the best to everybody. Yeah, I think we all just want to see you succeed. We're all excited to see your progress and just really hopeful that this year is, you know, that breakout year where everything comes right, you're healthy, and uh, and I think I wish you all the best. I know Dave does, my co-host. He really wanted to speak to you, so he's gutted he's uh, unable to, but... Chris, so thank you so much for, for chatting to us. I mean, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. And hopefully hopefully, we can talk to you again at some point down the line. Once you've made your Major League uh, debut this year, I, I think it's happening. I'm prepared. Absolutely. And tell Dave to get healthy, man. As long as we'll be able to talk another day, just tell him to get healthy, you know, keep his family safe and everything, you know. Uh, but I thank you so much for this opportunity. And I appreciate all you guys in the UK. You know, that's awesome hearing about that. Thanks, Chris. Good luck for the year. All right. Thank you. And that was Chris Rodriguez, the Angels pitching prospect. I think I can safely say now that he is the uh, the, the LA Angels UK adopted minor league prospect now. I mean, I think you listened, you heard that interview. What a fantastic guy. What a great guy. And we just really wish him all the best. And I know Dave would too if Dave was, was on today. So... We look forward to seeing how Chris does. But as usual, if you have enjoyed this chat, please do go and like, subscribe, comment, uh, retweet us, favourite, share it with your friends and 
And uh, you see we're on Apple Podcasts now as well. So hopefully make things easier. But until next time, thanks for listening.